opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this before. You know, Wobbles, I'm kind of mad at you. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to these problems. What's up, punchers? Welcome to Punching Up the Movie Podcast, our very first bonus edition. It's been a few months since we released any content, so before we start the next season, Adam and I thought we'd gift you a mini episode about Killers of the Flower Moon, Five Nights at Freddy's, and some other bits and bobs. We hope you enjoy it. It's a short one, and be sure to listen back to our first five episodes where we covered 2001 A Space Odyssey, Raging Bull, Young Frankenstein, Once Upon a Time in the West, and Cat Baloo. We'll kick off the next season talking about Christopher Nolan's Inception, and it'll be with you in early December. For now, thanks so much for listening, and let's get right to it. Punching up with Killers of the Flower Moon, which you, you like, didn't you? Yeah. What didn't you? I mean, it's long. Yeah, obviously it's long. That, it, it was mainly that. It was its length. And, and I think the length was, like, problematic in a way that affected my enjoyment of the film, because I felt like there was a great two-hour movie in there, a tight, tight-as-a-drum thriller. And and I don't know if it was the sort of the, the the weight of the subject matter, the fact that it's Scorsese addressing, you know, American genocide and the Osage kind of way they were kind of ripped off and that he felt like he couldn't edit himself because it was all too important to leave out. But I felt that what, what that left was just fatigue. Um and I didn't, I started to care less, you know, which is awful considering the subject matter. And and I was thinking about afterwards, it, it's Wind River, which is mm. a tight thriller that wow. covers a very, a very, a very comparable sort of, you know, um, crime committed within a reservation. Um, covers the same ground so much better. And, and, and Taylor yeah. Sheridan never forgets that he's making the thriller. Yeah, and and and, and, not, and none of the sort of moral outrage is lost, um, in, in the fact that he's making a tight ninety-minute thriller as well, you know, and, and 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 Killers of the Flower Moon is a thriller, as 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 well as a, an important drama addressing a social issue, and I just felt like everything needed to be tightened to the point where <laughs> even even performances I thought were brilliant started to become a little bit grating about after two hours, like. Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought, why, why, why should I care about him? Yeah, uh, Robert De Niro. I thought in the first twenty minutes, like, this is the best thing I've seen him do in ages. And then yeah. I thought there was too much of him. And I thought, you know, if you compare this, because another film it reminded me of is Chinatown. Mm. Um, yeah, because it's all it's all about this sort of exploitation by billionaires of, of people for land rights. You know, it's water in Chinatown and it's oil in this. Yeah. And the way that uh, Robert De Niro's character is like the equivalent of John Huston's in that, and they use John Huston so sparingly. Yeah. Every time he comes on, there's a real power and a weight to him, you know, like he's the devil himself. And and at the end, you just, you know, like he just seems like an angry, ordinary man. Whereas at the beginning, he's just like De Niro's just like this terrifying potentate, you know. And and yeah, th- those are my issues with it, you know. And, and and it did it did actually affect my enjoyment of the film. And I'm, I've read reviews. I read I think I read a review of the Spectator. I started to read a review that said exactly the same thing. So, but I thought it was technically brilliant. You know, it's incredibly well acted made you, you, you have these phenomenal sequences like the opening with the the opening montage with the osage dancing in the oil and the right. end funeral and, and and the way he plays with media you know like the fact you've got the you know the silent film montage and then at the end with the uh you that know was the brilliant. kind of yeah radio. yeah it was, a, it was a brilliant idea with the true crime like sort of radio broadcast but i just wish the whole film had been like that and, and he's made 
long films that have had this dine like Casino's got a dynamism and a propulsiveness to it that that mm. should have had. But but three and a half hours is a long film. Like I, I thought um, that it would have been a great miniseries, like a limited yeah. series. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And if it was like, you know, um, maybe three parts. I, I also read um, one of the actors from Reservation Dogs was slagging it off, saying like how yeah. they, they were really upset about the portrayal of the Osage Indians and that like, um, and, and it, it did get me thinking like there was, they, they said that there was a lot of like white men talking about how we're going to kill these Indians. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, there was a lot of that. It, 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 they needed some of it, but did they need so much of it? Do you know mm. what I'm saying? It's that same thing with like, you know, you've got De Niro and 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 DiCaprio just constantly sort of like meeting up and talking, and um, and then with the brother as well, you know. And it just felt like you're sort of repeating yourself now. We know what we're, you know, Mamet's really good at that. He says like, if if the if the scene's not sort of help helping drive the plot along, then it's superfluous. Yeah. And I thought that there was probably a lot of scenes in there that yeah. would have probably worked had you done a little bit more with the Native Americans and then made it into a, a limited series. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I can I complete I complete I completely agree. And I, I felt like say with Casino, to, to, you know, to compare it with his longer films, I, th I felt with Casino, you you're dealing with a story that takes place over quite a long time. Whereas yeah. this is quite a compressed story. So I think it needed more compression in its narrative because it feels like it's a story that takes place over 10 years, but it doesn't really. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure what, what the time frame is, but it's not as long as Casino. And even in a very, very slow film like Silent. I need to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but 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 the pace sort of matches the world, if that makes a bit more sense. It is this very, very kind of deliberate, um, sort of considered Japanese culture. And then you have these moments of brutality that kind of act in contrast to this this sort of on, on the surface level this very kind of where every gesture and every word is is, is thought about mm -hmm. you know and, and um and and so i don't know i just i felt like it, yeah it was a shame and 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 and, 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 the, and the weird comparison was because i saw the last film that made me feel like that where a director had just basically been given it was a passion project and there was almost like too much passion in it and no objectivity it was mank the david fincher film which i didn't like at all you know the 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 gary Oldman. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then last Friday I saw his his new movie, The Killer. Oh which right, is, I saw it in the cinema, which is coming on Netflix, and it is brilliant. And really? it's, almost, it's almost like I don't know if he does it consciously. I, I don't think he he, he felt that he, anything wrong was Mag, but he, he it's almost like everything that was wrong with Mag was right with The Killer. It was tight. It was there was there wasn't a scene or a word wasted, and 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 they tell the story, and then they get out, and it, it's mm. so focused and and sort of economic. On, on many levels and yeah and it's, it's it was just nice to see a director who's sort of gone that that far out in terms of taking advantage of the you know the the carte blanche to do what you want make it as long as you want then then to to, to, to impose on himself a discipline that 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 matches the story he's trying to tell you know mm. um so yeah that that was that, that those were my and thoughts I, i'd read that um that scorsese was influenced by Ari Aster um yeah. by the fact that he'd done the sort of like he'd done a big midsummer big Bo is afraid obviously Bo is afraid was like very divisive anyway and I didn't really enjoy it as much as his previous two films um but he was saying that you know he he wanted to give himself like space 
allow yeah. this thing to open up. And you know what? Like, fair enough. Um, he's Scorsese. He's done pretty much everything, and he's done like yeah. he's done it great. He's done it all in all different <laughs> ways. Yeah. Um, I suppose as a um, as a piece of entertainment, um, stroke thriller, stroke you know historical piece. Yeah, it doesn't work like it should have worked, really. No. As you said, like by the end with with De Niro and them and and DiCaprio in prison together, like it almost, it's like porridge or something, you know. Like um, it didn't it didn't really. You don't care, as you say. You don't care yeah. about um, the sort of the devilry of De Niro or and yeah. and DiCaprio was like was a bit of a whining little bitch the whole way through it. Anyway, yeah, it was. Yeah. It really felt like like you know nice acting and everything, but. If it's not constructed well, and then I mm-hmm. read that Thomas Schumacher was uh, Schumacher was um, upset that some places had put a, um, an intermission in, like around the world, like Brazil. Or yeah. something. she was like not happy about that. But 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 they put they're putting intermissions in in England now. Are they yeah, really? Certain, certain cinemas that the cinemas have sort of taken it upon themselves to like put intermissions in, which I, th- I think is a good idea. I don't think it, you know, it's. I don't know. I, you know, well, I, they, well, they had one in two thousand one, didn't they? They have an interview. They did, but that, that was that was put in specifically, like properly, yeah. like you know, the director wanted that in. Yeah, like, that's the yeah. thing. Um, then if they, if the cinemas decide to take it upon themselves over um, what the director and the filmmakers, yeah. were, that's when I'm not really into it. And I was fine all the way through the film. I, I knew it was going to be three and a half hours. Okay, this is going to be long. I'm probably going to find this a bit boring. And so then when I didn't find it so boring, I was like. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was quite fun, you yeah. know. Like, but then on reflection, um, thinking about the, you know, picking it apart. Yeah, it was. Um... Did you see? Have you seen anything else? Did you see? Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw. I saw Five Nights at Freddy's. Fun, good. No, no, it was awful. It was. Oh, oh, I'll keep say. my voice down because uh, there's there's there's, there's, uh, there's small members of people in the household that love Five. I like I like the game. I think the game's great. I just thought the film's abysmal. Yeah. Um, Shame. I thought it was like I don't know if I don't know if you've watched the game, watched the game, or played the game, or anything. Played like a little bit of it, yeah. I'm aware yeah, well, of it. yeah, but but it, but, it, but the reason it succeeds is because it's a very I know there's a mythology that unfolds over the game, so it's very simple, isn't it? You stay in a room, you watch monitors, you try not yeah. to let your electricity run out, and it's very yeah. static, it's very ambient. There's no music. A lot of the fear is is generated by ambient noise and little chuckles from the monsters and things like that. Um, and, and what what they do is they they just Throw in loads of story, you know. It's, it, 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 they've got sort of—is it Josh Hutchinson, who's like this this bloke who suffered all this trauma to do with a missing brother, and they spend about forty-five minutes setting that up before he and and then sort of tie themselves in knots, trying to tie all the Freddy mythology to what's happened to him. And then when the attacks start happening, it's it's just not very exciting, not very well edited, not very gory, and. It's scored, which you know, and, and so they, they 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 sort of they sort of kind of lose track of what makes the game scary, um, which is a still camera and lots of noise, one person in one location, and and, and I felt like even though it was flagrantly a five guy, a five not five guys, five five guys named Freddie, a five, <laughs> five the um, yeah, a Five Nights at Freddy ripoff was the Nicolas Cage movie Willy's Wonderland. Which I was going to say, fun. like, which is was a lot of fun, right? With, and does it better that does it the way they should have done it it's, it's like you don't know anything about nicholas cage's character they establish very quickly why these these creatures it's a sacrifice isn't it you know they're kind of possessed um town fathers and they keep the town you know so so they get that out of the way very quickly and then the film is him in in in, in a building 
fighting these monsters and picking them off one by one and and you don't know anything about him you don't need to he's this like in fact that makes it more interesting that he's this he's this kind of you know he's, he's this silent possibly mute um drifter and and they've they've just messed with the wrong drifter and he's just taken them all out and and, and I thought, well, that, that's the Five Nights at Freddy's film I was hoping. And and, and the irony is, like, the, the, the flagrant, like, rip-off has done a better job. Yeah, it, it was packed. I, I've not, you know, people queuing, queuing out of this, out of the, yeah, out of the cinema. I've not seen that for ages. All cosplayed up to the eyeballs. Wow. I'm just, I'm just loving it. And I felt, why, why are you enjoying this? Your fans, they're clearly fans. They're laughing at, like, little in jokes i completely over my head like someone says something in a diner like you know it's like something like lunch is the most important meal of the day and they'll start wetting themselves i thought well obviously that's well, like okay. the fans but i thought why 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 don't you want a better film why are you so happy with this and people were cheering at the end the, the, the audience was really annoying as well there was lots of you know making making like game noises and just chatting and laughing and saying things too loud and like photographing the screen and I was, I was quite amused to find out that fights had actually broken out in certain cinemas, or in one cinema in England, there'd been a Five Nights at Freddy's brawl in the cinema. And it was just, I thought it was just they were appalling, appalling audiences. And I, I just hated it. It was awful. And then I saw Psycho, which was a palate cleanser later that day. Nice, nice. And then The Killer a couple of days later, which was just a joy, right. you know. Yeah, right. so there we are. It's my view. Very nice, mate. Very nice. Well, the only film, the only other film I think I saw, apart from Killers of the Flower Moon, was um, Once Were Warriors. So oh, yeah. I um, I read the book when I was in England. Um, yeah. It was on the shelf. And uh, um, the, the book's really interesting. It's like, it's it's almost written in dialect. Yeah. A little bit. written as like a stream of consciousness. Did you ever read Last Exit to Brooklyn, the Hubert Selby no. Jr.? Like that's a little bit like that, where you just—it's almost like there are no full stops or there's no um, punctuation. It's just like you know this stream mm. of consciousness, and um, and that's a little bit like that. The book, um, but yeah, it was fun watching. Fun. I mean, it was enjoyable watching the film. Like 1994, mate. That's like we, yeah, I know, yeah. Arm school a year, like <laughs> ages ago, wasn't it? It's like what, well, because I remember it came out in New Zealand the same time as Jurassic Park and beat it commercially. You know, wow. it, was, it was famously outgrows Jurassic Park in New Zealand. Right. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose they'd never really had a film like that. There is a no. sequel, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. They I've made seen it. Yeah. Is it any good? Yeah. It's all right. It, it, yeah, it is. It is. It, it's okay. Yeah, it, it, it feels like something. It feels like a sort of... Uh, my memory of it is like... I mean, I mean it's, a redem it's a redemption story, basically, for the Tamira Morrison character. So it's nice to see him learn you know yeah but but I, I do wonder if it's more powerful just to sort of have him at the end of once we're warriors sort of awa awaiting his fate you know mm. yeah so it felt a little bit more like a sort of tv movie you know but it was good it was well acted it was it was a kind of good story uh kind of well told but uh, yeah because i think he's written about three novels is alan duff is that that's the writer yeah, that's I think he's right. a sequence of novels about was it jake the muss and his family and and yeah, so no, I mean, I, I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but it, it did feel like a, a straight to video. Yeah, yeah. it feels like it's going to be. Sequel. That's okay. Yeah, it didn't, nice it didn't feel like bit. an event like the other one did. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. By nature of the story, because it's not as driven by violence, and it is is more about the sort of consequences of violence. Obviously, and this sort of process of yeah, yeah, process of redemption with these two 
I think two Maori hunters that sort of take him under their wing, just try and break him down and build him up again. You know, teach yeah. teach him like manliness without sort of mm. resort to victimization and sort of domestic yeah. violence and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Very good. good. The mission has been completed. Groovy.